And good morning. Glad you're here on This Morning with Daryl McIntyre, Morley too. And uh, it's coming up on 6.37 on your Friday morning. We were talking in the last half hour about this this pilot training program that the Flair is involved with. It's actually through a, a, a company called Genesis. They're a flight college. And then Flair offers you a job at the end of it. It's very few cadets can get into this program at this point. I think they're only taking, he said, 10 uh, in the intake in January. But it is fascinating that you can you can learn to be a commercial airline pilot in 18 months. And off you go. Uh, but lots of people in on the text line just bringing us some, some, some comments about that and some other options. So I want to dive into that a little later on this morning. We'll get into some of those, those messages. Right now, I wanted to have a, a conversation with uh, a licensed practical nurse with the Boyle Street Community Services. Her name is Kristen Vosdahl. She's standing by here on the phone line because we know of the, of the opioid crisis, the drug overdose crisis that, that is in not just our city, but cities all across the country. There are a number of uh, places that are, are having some issues. And we're constantly told, you know, if you have a naloxone kit, you can save a life. Well, I have one in front of me, and I've always so in my mind, in my in my you know the the mind picture that I have of a naloxone kit, it's like an epipen, right? You just pop that thing in, and then you walk away. It's not quite like that. So I wanted to get some details on how this works, when the time is, are there risk factors you need to be concerned with, what's in the kit, all of that kind of stuff. So uh, Chris is going to help us out with that this morning. Uh, Nurse Vostal, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Daryl? I'm good, thank you so much. Uh, good, good chatting with you. I know that you talked uh, with our, our friends over at Global Television here in the past, just about some experiences you've seen. Give me an idea why, yeah, we should have naloxone kits as regular citizens. We're not, we're not medical professionals, anything like that. In your mind, should we all have one handy? I think the answer to that is yes. Actually, I know the answer to that is yes. Um, I know it's a little bit intimidating and it can be a little bit controversial um, in terms of supporting substance use and stuff like that. Um, But it's important to remember that that is somebody, somebody, that's somebody's child, parent, sibling, loved one. Um, It's so important to keep our compassion in life and to remember that you can actually change the outcome for somebody. And it takes all of us to be able to support and help people get to where they need to be in a healthy place in life. Now, in this case, I think we're sort of, we're we're talking about somebody you might happen upon, say, in the downtown area, or it could be anywhere where, where, you know... (sighs) I don't want to say where you know drug use is rampant, but maybe more expected. Let's let's call it that. Uh, so, but it seems to me that there are an awful lot of stories I hear about teens in, in you know in, in well-off families not facing those kind of that might get into something that they didn't know they were getting into. So this can be a life-saving opportunity for somebody you know or love as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, yeah, you never know who you're going to come across or who you might be seeing out there. So if you, if you are, though, going through, let's, let's deal with the, the issue of, of just helping our, our fellow human beings. How do you know that somebody is, is ODing? You can, be, you can be inebriated. You could be high on other kind of things. Uh, well, you know, how, do, how do we as regular citizens try to diagnose a situation and, and recognize what it is? Yeah, so it's like, I can understand from like a regular citizen kind of view that it can be a little bit intimidating and obviously you don't want to 
make a mistake and mess up, right? Mm. Um, in the naloxone kits, there's actually a little how-to guide that's very easy. It walks you through step-by-step. Um, the first page actually goes through the signs of an opioid poisoning. Um, so if you see somebody, typically they'll be either laid on their back, they could be crouched over, hunched over in a way that looks very unnatural. Um, that's usually my first sign that I should probably check on somebody. Um, the next thing that I'm going to look for is their breathing. Are they breathing at all? Are they breathing irregularly? So like taking gas- gasping breaths, something like that. Um, the next thing I would do is I would kind of call out to them like, hey, hey, are you okay? Can you hear me? Maybe snap your fingers by their ear. Um, and then you can look for kind of a pain response. So pinching the, their shoulder between their neck is a good way. And then also giving them a good rub on their sternum with your knuckles. Um, if they are overdosing, that's usually a good way because they won't have a pain response. Um, and those are two very painful things that any other person would wake up to. Yep. Um, the next thing you're going to look for is kind of the skin skin tone. So if they're not breathing, their skin is going to change color. Their lips might look blue. Um, their skin and their nails are going to be very pale or gray if they have a darker tone to them. Um, and then they could also be very cold and clammy in terms of their skin. Um, usually those are the main signs that I look for. So if those are, that's the case, you call 911. You can put it on speakerphone if you're alone or if you're with a friend. Um, have them call 911 as well. And then if you have your naloxone kit, that would be the point when you would start administering. Uh, yes, I'm trying to visualize a moment that that would be. Uh, are there <laughs> safety concerns that you would recommend people be aware of? Because when I go through the pamphlet, it does talk about making sure that you know the surroundings, who's around. Is you know, Because sometimes in some of these situations, uh, there, there is a potential for violence from external forces, external uh, individuals as well. Yeah, I mean, that's always absolutely a, a situation that you could end up in. I mean, that it can kind of happen at any point in life with that sort of thing. Um, but it's always just good to be able, before you want to start checking on them, administering the locks on anything like that, it's always good to just get a feeling for your surroundings, pay attention to who's around you, um, if you feel comfortable in that situation. And then also, like, looking for anything around that might be a hazard as well, if there's any... Um, I guess, like, use drug paraphernalia, anything like that. Um, Just kind of also being aware of your surroundings. And if at any point you don't feel comfortable in that situation, it doesn't hurt to call 911 if you think it is an opioid poisoning or if you think that they might just need other sorts of help. 211 is always available as well. Uh, there's, as I'm going through the kit, uh, there's a few things. There's a CPR mask. So sometimes when if somebody's not breathing, you need to do emergency uh, CPR. There's a mask that's involved in in, in the kit because that would that would have some people concerned about that that sort of uh, you know saliva contact, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but it's still oh, also kind of intimidating too. With the, there's three vials and then there's three actual needles. So not like an EpiPen where it's sort of easy. You have to draw the medication out and then insert a needle too. Mm-hmm. That can be very intimidating for a lot of people, um, but I promise you it is not as scary as it looks. Um, so with the with the needles, they're vanish point needles, so after you're done injecting the naloxone, the needle actually retracts inside, so that's kind of a safety feature that they have, which is pretty cool. Um, for the actual drawing up of naloxone, the vials have a little white cap on top that you just, it says right on them to flip off, so you would just pop that off. And then uncap the needle, insert it into the vial, and just pull the plunger back. And it is it is very 
simple, but I know that it can be a little bit scary to look at. <laughs> I, I think if you get it, you go through the whole package, understand what all is in there, read the various instructions. Is there somewhere that we can go to, to get some, some, just sort of some cursory training or some help to go to have somebody like you or, or somebody who had been, done it before to go, okay, this is all the things and walk you through. Yeah, so actually at StreetWorks with Boyle Street Community Services, we often do a lot of like community training and business trainings and stuff like that where we have the opportunity for folks to try out um, old needles and then we replace the naloxone with water um, and we give everybody an opportunity to practice injecting into a sponge. Um, so if you ever want to reach out to Boyle Street for that, to set up a group training or anything like that, that works as well. Um there are tons of outreach teams in the city and in the transit systems as well that are all very well trained and familiar with these, um, and they can also always help with training in that sense too. Kristen, thanks for exploring this with me. Thanks for answering uh, some of these questions on this and just uh, you know giving us uh, some awareness of, of what it's all about and how it works. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and for listening to me talk about it. You bet. Good to chat. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you. You as well. Uh, Kristen Voss-Dahl is a licensed practical nurse with Boyle Street Community Services, so I have a naloxone kit now in my possession. Not something I ever had thought to go out and get. Uh, Maybe that's also part of the conversation that continues on, but maybe you do have one. Like I said, even if it isn't, uh, you either look out for your fellow human being or you don't, but even if it isn't something downtown, how many times have you heard stories of, of, of kids, young adults, older adults, getting into some kind of an overdose because maybe they took something they didn't know uh, was going to be dangerous or they didn't think would be so dangerous. Uh, this, this kit is going to last till 2026 is the expiry, so I'll keep it around, and now I know.